welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. I am your host, Catherine McPhail. I am an architect. I work in eastern Massachusetts on existing homes, uh, additions and renovations to existing homes. So this podcast is meant for homeowners who are thinking of either adding on to their home or renovating their home, and they just like to plan for the process. And I'm hoping that you find this library of information that we're building to be helpful to you as you kind of approach this, especially if you've never done something like it before, because there are a lot of pitfalls, potential pitfalls. And that's what this episode is about. This is another um, episode of learning from the mistakes of others. And the idea behind this is that you will learn, you might pick up on some pointers that you hadn't thought of ahead of time, uh, things that maybe you shouldn't do. And this is a conversation that I had with California architect Michelle Grace Hoddle. And she was kind enough to come on and we just had a conversation about, basically about things that could go wrong um, when people are renovating. I, I really do appreciate you being on here. And I think people people seem to like these episodes. You know, I get a lot of um, a lot of downloads on these types of episodes. So I think, and as I as I mentioned before, it's not about like making fun of anybody who made these mistakes. It's just people don't know what they don't know. So if they hear it ahead of time, they might know not to do that thing, whatever it is, right? Yes. So, yes. But but first, would you like yes. to say anything about yourself? Some people are come on this anonymously, and some people will <laughs> introduce themselves. <laughs> I mean, probably people would recognize my laugh anyway, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, uh, I'm Michelle Grace Hoddle. I have had my firm for 26 years, Michelle Grace Hoddle Architect. Um, I have a blog, I've Never Met a Woman Architect before. Where, a great blog, um, I love that. Thank you so much, Catherine. Um, I met Catherine through the Entre Architect Context and Clarity uh, sessions, and um, she has invited me to come on and talk about mistakes like yeah, learning mistakes. learning from the mistakes of others learning from the mistakes of others yeah <laughs> right yeah so um so the idea is just to let homeowners know I mean generally this is for homeowners who are preparing for a renovation so what should they not do in the past people have given the advice um Make sure you plan everything before you start construction, because sometimes people don't plan where the, even the interior walls might go before we, we heard about that. Um, a few episodes. Being realistic about scheduling is, is one. Not picking the least expensive contractor who comes along is another. Yeah. You know. But the thing is, yeah. it could be that someone's just listening to this one episode. So I guess you would just choose the three, let's just say three things that you would definitely not want people to make that same mistake and they, they might, it's a pretty common mistake. So we were um, just talking about being pregnant while you start deciding to start a project. <laughs> when you find out you're pregnant, don't do that. Yeah. I'm, um, I do not. Well, you know what I, I did, I did have, I did have a client one time and I only did schematic design with them because they had decided that they were, and I can talk about them because, um, I, you know, I can talk about that um, because we never actually did the whole project together. But um, it was it was kind of interesting because I met with them and and I've met like a couple other people also. But you know, 
they say that they want, you know, it's like they have this new house or they have a small house and they want to add on to it. And, you know, maybe they're newly married or they're just starting out or they've decided that they want to have kids. And then they say like, oh yeah, we're going to have like six kids. (laughs) I mean, literally this one couple, you know, they had one child and they said, yeah, we want to have six kids. And they were in a two bedroom, you know, uh, it was a two bedroom, one bath or two bedroom, two bath house. And they said, yeah, we want to add all this stuff. And I was like, really? I said, do you want to add? I mean, you really want like six kids. And the thing is, is that she had started having kids at the same time that I had started having kids, which was 29. And, and I was thinking there is just like, you don't even really have the time That's <laughs> to have right. that many kids in that time. <laughs> But, you know, she was from a big family and this is what she wanted. And so I had kind of said like, okay, well, why don't we do kind of three schemes, but typically to do three schemes and the one scheme, like, okay, this is the scheme where you're adding maybe two more bedrooms. Okay. And then maybe you could use one as a home office or something. And then, and then the other scheme, you know, was like a larger scheme. And then the third scheme was kind of this thing because they were thinking, oh yeah, we're going to, we want, um, uh, accessory dwelling unit for my parents that are also going to move in. So during the process, she gets pregnant with the second kid and then realizes that she's just like so sick from this whole thing that, that she realizes that she probably doesn't want to have six kids. And I said, you know, and I said, okay. And they really just went to schematic design. They realized that they, that they maybe maybe they, maybe the two bedroom, two bath was just going to be, you know, it was going to be just fine. And, um, it kind of took a long time for, um, I don't know. He didn't want to sign the contract. This was also kind of the weird thing. And, you know, they didn't want to sign this contract and they seemed like totally perfectly, uh, just a totally perfectly normal couple with this kid. And then she's like, and, um, and they, they lost the contract twice. They were AIA contracts. So of course we have to pay for them, right? We have to pay for the original documents. And, you know, they lost the contract twice and never, and never really signed for the contract. They did pay me for schematic design though. And then, and then also within the AIA contracts and a lot of other things, it says that you can't use the design, right? In order to do, you know, in, in any other project, right? So you can't take that design and then go to a drafter that's maybe going to do it for less. Right. So. Um, uh, you know, which again is you don't want, you know, clients, please don't do that <laughs> because there, there are, <laughs> if we, you know, if we decide to do anything about that, there are ramifications from that. You mean, you but, mean, um, like you mean, you mean, please do not take the design that we gave you decide you're going to go for a cheaper drafter. Who's then going to develop the design, our design. Yes. Don't do yes. That. Because we don't own do the that. design. We own, yeah, we own the design. It is, you know, it is our, it's our, we're just letting you use that for a one-time use. The same thing where you can't take our design and then go and, you know, do five other houses somewhere else with the same design. Um, you know, so, so then they, they actually called up the contractor several months later and they said, uh, you know, like, oh yeah, we don't want to, um, you know. Uh, and he said, okay, well, I'll I'll call up Michelle and like have her get on it. And they're like, oh no, we don't we don't want to use Michelle. 
And he was like, oh, okay. And then, then he showed me what they had done. And what they had done is for one of the schemes, they had just like drawn over it themselves and like gave it to him. And they said, well, we're not using any of the ones that she, that she did. You know, we're just using, we just want you to do this, which it basically was the design. It was just, they had just sketched over it and wanted to. And, yeah. and he, you know, then said like, I, I don't want to do, he goes, I don't, I'm not going to get involved with them if they want to do that. So, um, you know, they, they didn't, but you know, those are kind of the things, but yeah, I would definitely not do a house when, when you're pregnant. I mean, you know, like I kind of mentioned it to you, you know, before this, you know, it's just, it seems like it's a very, I mean, personally, you know, it's like, I've had three kids. It just seems like a very, um, toxic environment. You know, it's like you're in this house and then you're going to start, you know, going through like, you know, there's typically lead paint in everybody's house. There could be asbestos, you know, you want to stay in the house. I mean, it's just, it's just not a very good environment. And then, you know, you're going to be under a lot of stress and it's going to be constantly that you're going to want to try to get, you know, you're on this time, you know, you're trying to like beat the clock, right. For this. And then, you know, you don't know if there's going to be complications, you know, it could be that all of a sudden you have bed rest and you're going to be in the house. And meanwhile, this construction is going to be going on. Mm, Yeah. There could be a lot of things that could go wrong. And also I, I feel like, um, leave it staying in the house when you have little kids or even just older, any, any time staying in the house is also something I think people should not try to do. And I have had, um, clients take that to the extreme. Like they will have no room in this house. They will have one bathroom (laughs) and like a little plastic hallway to one other room. Like that's no way to live. Do not do that. No. No. And I did, I mean, I had one of my good friends, I did, I did an addition and remodel for her and she was like, oh yeah, we're going to stay. But meanwhile, her, her boyfriend, soon to be husband lived across the street and two doors down. So it was like, really, they could have moved into his house, which, you know, they, they did end up because the contractors that I knew that were doing it, they just said, there, there's just no way that we're going to let them. He goes, because we're touching every single room in this house. He goes, there's just no way that, that we're going to be able to like do the work in here, you know, with you guys in the house. Yeah. I wish people would stop trying to stay in the house when it's like that. You know, sometimes yeah. it's, it's obviously it's just off the back. It's fine. They're only going to break through at a certain point. Yes. But yeah, yeah there've yeah. been a couple of really crazy requests lately in my yeah. own life. Yeah. And I feel like on top, especially because everyone has to stay home mostly now, it, yes. just go find another home. Don't, I don't know, just as bad idea. I think that's a bad and idea. I mean, you know, I mean, in California, and I'm sure probably in Massachusetts, you know, I mean, of course, you've got like high rent area. I mean, you know, it's going to be expensive to try to like move. So, you know, maybe mm-hmm. you should hold off on having it, you know, maybe you should only add on. I mean, I added on to my own house. And I basically did the thing that I've done with other people is, you know, you just add on a totally separate you know, thing. And then you break through at the last minute into that. And even then there was still a lot of thing. And then, you know, they still have to come in and do touch up work because I've got, you know, you know, you can see through the studs out into the yard because, because, you know, that part was covered up with plywood before, you know, yeah. before, you know, when the drywaller came. So he wasn't able to redo that because it was covered up, you know? So it's like, you know, we still, and I mean, 
for architects, right, none of our houses are ever done. But, you know, the typical client, they don't want a house that's like half done, you know, rolling on and on and on. <laughs> right. We're used to it. Somehow, somehow that's okay. And all, including me, I did this and other architect friends I have, their house is just in, under construction for 20 years. And then right before they sell it, it's beautiful. And I think, why didn't I do that? Why didn't I paint that patch in my bedroom five years ago? I could have enjoyed it. Absolutely. No, absolutely. And then, yeah. you know, it's like we've had some people like taking care of my husband. So they're coming through and they're like, oh, it's going to be great when it's done. And I'm like laughing. I'm like, it's pretty much done right now. It's <laughs> yeah. really not that. I mean, yeah. I mean, there are yeah. some areas where we, I don't know, for some reason we just like stopped painting or so. I think I was just like, okay, I'm done. So there's like a patch that's like not. Yeah. I've been no, out. There's no baseboard, right? What architect? Yeah. Architects never have baseboards. Nope. You know, I, yep. It's missing yeah. in my on one one wall of my bathroom. I have no baseboard and no plans <laughs> to replace it. Apparently, after 12, 12 years, it turns out you don't really need it. It's fine. Yeah. Don't need it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I bought my house from. We bought our house from hoarders, and so um, oh my God. we fixed. It was a condemned hoarder house, but you know you just want to save a house, so we found this house that needed saving. Yeah, and, um, yeah. yeah, but I haven't painted the whole, I still haven't painted all the trim in the house. And um, it's been 12 years. It has been 12 years of disgusting, dirty hoarder trim in several yeah. of my rooms. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, been, yeah, you just don't see it. It's been 20. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, been 20 years. It. We've like been in, yeah, for 20 years. And I was like looking at this in my bedroom and I'm like, oh my God, like, I can't believe this is like the thing. I mean, I don't even know what color this is, like some beige color that's on the trim for this. And, you know, I mean, and only one wall of my bedroom is painted, right? The other, the other three, I just never did. Maybe I only wanted to pull the furniture off of that one wall and then. Well, you know, maybe the lesson that people can learn from our mistakes there or the way we yeah. act is like actually finish it. Just finish it because you'll never go back and paint the other three walls <laughs> until you move out of the house. So just I, finish it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think too i mean one of the things that um one of the things that that i notice you know working with clients um it's a lot of times like i think that they're afraid of like making a mistake so they don't want to make a decision which which maybe like for us we're we're kind of like oh okay i don't want to design a house because maybe i won't like that house design in a few years or something and you know i've i've had friends that are architects and construction manager and they're literally they were working on their house for like 15 or 16 years because they could live somewhere else while they're, you know, and there, so there wasn't the um, money, the financial the constraints of that. So, you know, literally, but, but like they outgrew, I mean, you know, they, the kids were out of the house before they had even moved into that. So then they were like, I don't even, you know, we don't even know if we're going to keep this house. We're probably going to sell it and maybe we'll like move into something smaller because it'll just be the two of them, you know, but um yeah, I mean, I think we just have to kind of make decisions and and move on. And I also think that, um, you know, that architects can really help kind of narrow those things. I mean, people see so many things now on Pinterest or House or, you know, or any or on these different HGTV shows. So they're totally overwhelmed with everything. And then they bring things to you and you know, they bring you a hundred Pinterest images, you know, you've got the links for like all of these and you're like, you know what, you need to narrow it down to like 10 or 20 images of just the thing. But, well, I know, but we like this one from this one and this one from this. And I said, yeah, I know, but let's for right now, let's just narrow it down. And the same thing, I mean, that's the reason why I typically go shopping with people 
you know, with my client to pick the interior finishes, because if they're just looking, you know, it could be this huge range, you know, they walk into a tile showroom, you know, and then they see a million different things and they want all of it or they can't make it, you know, so what I typically kind of do is I try to limit it to like three things, you know, either three, you know, kind of families of tile that they can use or, you know, it's like, okay, here's like a, the more minimal option, you know, and, and, um, you know, with, with tile, I mean, tile can get really expensive and then people are like, oh my God, the tile is so expensive. And you know what I say, and what I did for my own house, you know, and the contractor was laughing because he's like, oh, what, you know, you don't pick these, this tile for, you know, for, for my projects. And I'm like, well, yeah, because I mean, people ask me to choose tile. That's nice. I mean, they don't just want, don't want the thing. I said, you know, but what I'll do is I do like a basic tile you know i mean dow tile it's like white matte tile is a dollar 99 a square foot okay yeah, yeah. just do a basic tile and then do you know some type of really nice tile and that'll totally save i mean because i have clients their tile looks great but you know they spent over you know five or six thousand dollars for the tile in their master bath you know because it's all glass tile and then that was i mean you know, I tell people like, that's just the tile. That's not the labor. And the labor is going to be, you know, I mean, depending on where you are, I mean. And it, and it gets overwhelming for people to go into those tile showrooms. So narrowing things down mm -hmm. is a good, good idea. And just forcing yourself to choose three things. I mean, that's not yes. one. Yeah. It's easier than one. So, but yeah. 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 Three, and then you can get, you know, and then then you can start eliminating things by like, okay, how much is it going to cost to do that? And then, you know, I know that people, you know, they watch these house shows and they think that they can do a lot of things on their own. But, um, you know, some things are going to save you money and other things are just not going to save you money. I mean, you know, don't expect that you're going to be able to all of a sudden you're going to be able to like build your dream home without a professional involved. I mean. You know, it's just like you're really going to get yourself. You can really get yourself in trouble. I mean, you know, it's like I, I try to tell people, like, you know what? We're professionals and we've done this before. You know, and we can kind of like tell you, you know, there are ways to do it that are going to, you know, you're going to save money and other ways. To, and and you know, maybe you don't need to add on a lot of square footage. Maybe you can reuse the square footage that you already have you know, and just re, you know, reconfigure that area so that you can save on that. And, you know, I mean, that's going to save, you know, the money and time and it, you know, it's better for the environment. And yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do feel like people feel like the answer is just more space when it often is just reconfigure what you have or reuse it or figure out yeah. what, how yeah. you need to use space and then build space that suits the way you want to live in it rather than yeah, yeah yeah and I mean I'll tell people that oh we lived in we lived in 1200 square feet before we added on right so it's three bedroom two bath and you know I had three kids we're not you know we're not like super small people that you know be like this like we feel like we have this enormous space but you know it's like we always just say and I used to ask the kids and you know yeah we probably needed one more bedroom because we had three kids so it's like the boys have always had to double up you know, I mean, now my daughter left and now there's another room and, you know, and then we added on 485 square feet, you know, which was, is a master bedroom suite and an office. And so now our house is still only 1685, 1685, four bedroom, 
three bath. I mean, it's totally, yeah. I mean, it's totally functional for people, you know? And then, you know, when you start like thinking, okay, you know, what is the cost per square foot to add on? I mean, you know, and then plus we're in California. So, you know, I mean, I grew up in Pittsburgh. I know what it's like to be inside during the winter. <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody has a basement, right? So you're like hanging out in the basement. You know, in California, we go outside, right? And the, we can keep the doors and windows open like all the time. You know, I mean, I, I haven't, you know, we haven't had a heater for like the last four years. You know, oh, we don't have an air conditioner. Yeah, we don't have an air conditioner. You know, it's like we have been using space heaters. We're going to get a ductless for the new part and then the old part because you know, we, we're in 1953 house, you know, so, I mean, they were smaller that, you know, but we have, yeah. you know, I mean, we don't have a, you know, a huge lot. I mean, it's about 7,000 square feet, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's fine. It's fine for us. You know, we're close to the city. We don't have to move further out, you know, so we're like staying that we're, we're redoing, you know, a lot of people like, oh, we want a big house. We want to move further out into, you know, wildlife Desert. urban interface right. yeah <laughs> yeah yeah that's the so weird thing about fine, california you know? it's like yeah. at the edges feels like it's wilderness i mean i guess it's the same here oh, it absolutely is wilderness or it yeah. just feels yeah i guess it's because i'm from new england and so when i was in california being going to the edge of civilization mm-hmm. was kind of like it seemed like that was it whereas here i guess you go to the edge and there are woods so it i don't know it's just different yeah. But it's all yeah. getting kind of knit together, which is, um, yeah. So, but I think what you're trying to say is moving yeah. out farther from the city just creates more issues yes. in terms of getting to places where you want to be, or do you, then you have to drive everywhere or you have to drive your yeah. kids everywhere. Yeah. There's a lot yeah. less, um, yeah. Independence out there. Yeah. And then yeah. often people don't even have the furniture to fill these huge rooms that they decide to, um, create and they just don't work the way they think they're going to I just more space just isn't the answer <laughs> so. you know, it's been interesting because I see a lot of um I see a lot of people I mean other architect spaces right or, or you know on the different Facebook thing like oh I don't know whether I'm going to be able to to like fit um you know to, to fit like a, a home you know right like a home workstation or whatever and I see it, it's like this huge room you know I mean the thing's got to be like I don't know, 20 by 30 or something. I mean, that's, that's a big space. <laughs> 20 by 30 is a huge space, you know, for like a kid's desk. I mean, you can fit, you know, you can easily fit that and like, you know, right. Like yeah. Four yeah. by five or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah it's, cubicles to, pretty you know, small. Pretty you could just build cubicles for each kid and that's, that's exactly. The end of that. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So, um, narrowing down your choices and not getting a hundred Pinterest, um, (laughs) inspirations at one time or giving them to somebody else, not just building on a ton of space just because you can. Yeah. I don't think that's going to solve your problem necessarily. Uh, anything else you can think of is pretty common, common mistake that you think people should avoid if they're, if they're just planning it right now thinking he's like kind of dreaming about what they're going to do um i know a lot of people it's like they they have an idea that they want to instead so instead of you know they live in they live in one house and all of a sudden they you know they have an image in their mind of what they want and then they're choosing images 
from other places and it's totally opposite of what they have or what or what they need but then they you know they've got like uh you know they got champagne taste on a beer budget mm-hmm. and and like one of the things that um you know that maybe some you know architect purists architects or something wouldn't agree with this but you know it's like either right we've got like a couple different design things as far as you know it's like either you have an existing house and you want to go with an existing style adding on to the house or you kind of want to go in with with some maybe style that's in between the two things you know you wanted to make it like some transitional i guess the buzzword now transitional house style or you know you want it to be like completely different from the existing house you know let's say that you do have a historical house you would want to add on so that you would be able and, and you you know it was registered and everything then you have to add on so that people can see that okay this is the new part of the house and we haven't really done anything to the existing part just to show that you've got the old and the new there right yeah you know? and so and so kind of the most um probably the most economic choice would be to match the style of the house and just kind of like go with that, but just clean it up, you know, with, with details and, um, you know, and, and personalization, uh, you know, or maybe add on, you know, something that's totally different rather than, you know, tear everything off of the house and just start over with this thing you know i mean um, like transforming the style of the house by ripping off all of the trim and everything yes. yeah, yeah yeah that's yeah. not gonna yeah. save you anymore which yeah yeah which i'm chair of the cran ai san diego cran committee and we've had people you know call and and they just have kind of an unrealistic expectation as far as like how much they're gonna how much they're going to pay for an architect to help them. And then even how much the cost of construction is going to be on that. So, you know, it's like, they're like, Oh, we have a 700 square foot house, you know, or let's say a thousand square foot house. And then, you know, and it's, it's like, you know, I already know from where it is, like what maybe what the style of the house is going to be. And then we want this super modern, you know, we want, you know, we want the super modern house now. You know, and then you tell them like, okay, well, what's your budget? And then they want to pay like $2,000 for the drawings. (laughs) And then their budget is like $100 a square foot or something like that. And they want to add like 1,500 square feet. And, you know, you're like, okay, just just because you're, um, you know, what you need to do for, you know, you need to include in the cost of construction what it's going to cost to upgrade your existing house in the current thing. If you want to add on, you know, if you want to add a second floor addition, it's not just the cost of the addition that you're adding on top of the house. It's all of the structure that you're going to have to do underneath in order to build, you know, on top of it. So it's like, I think people are kind of like, oh, well, it's only going to cost, you know, this much, or I can do like $200 a square foot or, um, because they're not I counting just the some, renovated part of the house in that they're not counting of the renovated part of the house or, you know, all of a sudden, um, and sometimes it's, it's hard to get that out of some people. I mean, I interviewed for a project with like, kind of like a referral company and, you know, I, I walked into the meeting and they had been discussing some things like a little bit before. And then, then I realized like going through that, you know, I find, you know, I, I, so then I asked this 
referral company, which is like a construction company also, you know, I said, well, I said, what do they want to do with the first floor? I said, because they want to add all these bedrooms on the second floor. What are they going to do with the bedrooms on the first floor? And they're like, oh, I think, you know, they, oh, they're just going to keep them. And I said, okay, you know, so then I asked them and I said, so what do you want to do? Right. Because they already had an unrealistic budget for even adding on to the second floor. You know, so then I said, well, what do you want to do with the first floor? Do you want to keep these bedrooms? They're like, oh, no, we want to open everything up and we want to put a new kitchen in. So already it's like they just like tripled the budget just from that. It wasn't even just doubling the budget of the, you know, of a budget that wasn't realistic. You know, it was like tripling the budget. And, you know, some rooms are going to be, I mean, you know, Catherine, we all have like some some rooms are going to be more expensive than other rooms. A kitchen and bath are always going to be more expensive than just a, you know, a bedroom. So right. it's, it's all of the finishes, it's the plumbing, it's the, you know, the infrastructure for that, you know, it's, you know, so, so like kind of going with, um, I think a lot of clients think like, oh yeah, we're going to do $200 a square foot, but you know, it, it's not really that it's $200 a square foot. It's, it's like, okay, this is going to cost this much in it you know, in the project. And then this is going to cost this much. And then, oh, and we need to bring in the power and, you know, we need to do the driveway because, you know, it's like, you don't have a, you know? Yeah. 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 I try to stay away from the square footage estimates because there is so many, so much else that goes into it. You can't really, sometimes it's more expensive to do the renovation to the existing than it is to build on new, right? Because you have to change things. Yeah. People yeah. opening up um, the whole first floor of a house, it's really not that simple because you have to actually <laughs> somehow get the structure in there to, to, to do everything. You need to yeah. figure uh, out how to get all the electrical, all the stuff that the walls contain. Yes. When they're gone, we have to put all that stuff somewhere else. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, get, I, get, I talk a lot about walls and how I feel like people feel like the solution is getting rid of walls. I don't feel, I don't agree with that. I feel like no, I don't. walls are no. good and no. walls, you need some walls. Yeah. But yeah. I, yeah. I, yeah. I got kind of mad recently and I just did a whole podcast about walls and how, why I like walls. But, um, <laughs> and I think people don't, I mean, I interviewed for a house, gosh, it's probably like a year and a half now ago, but it was, it was a beautiful historical house. And then one of the things that they said that they wanted to do was they wanted to open up all of the things. So one, it was, it was a historical house. And I mean, they could have easily gotten it, you know, registered. I mean, that would have been no problem, I'm sure, you know, and then my thing was like, okay, let's just re like, let's try to like redo just the little thing. I said, because it wasn't destroyed. There were a million th- and they said, well, we want to move the staircase like over here to the other wall. And I said, well, you know, you're never going to be able to like replicate this staircase, you know? And I mean, even if, if you tried to, I said, it would, it would be probably $10,000. And they were like, what? And I'm like, oh yeah. I said, unless you wanted to try to like reuse all of this wood, you know, because it was this oak staircase that was like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was beautiful. You know, and then it kind of had, you know, the um, the guardrail up at the top and kind of went because it was this very traditional kind of um, California in one area. I kind of forget what the what that same style, not it wasn't a bungalow style, but it's, you know, it's like kind of this flat roof. So you've got the staircase in the middle and then you've, you know, got the hallway up above that's open and, um, you know, turn, turn of this century, last century. <laughs> 
But, you know, and they were like, really? It's going to cost that much? And I said, oh, yeah. I said, you know, and you can't get that type of craftsmanship. Right. You know, right. if, and if and if you were going to get it, I mean, oh. you're going to have to pay a lot for because there aren't that many people left that can do that kind of work, you know, or even, you know, even like can do the work, you know, from somebody my age, you know, somebody that was trained in, you know, in the trades, you know, that are our age. I mean, you know, it's like their worlds beyond what the new person now is being trained because they're they're not even getting that training you know, they're, they're kind of like these, you know, I had some people put in these wood window, these Marvin windows, right? We didn't, and you know, the, the guy that was putting them in was like, oh, I've never put in a window like this. And I said, I said, well, what, what do you mean? Like a Marvin window? And he goes, no, wood window. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. And he did framing and everything for like this big design build company here. And he had never put in, he goes, no, he goes, I just put in the white windows. And I'm like, the white window. windows. Goes, <laughs> the white windows. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow. I, okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a lot, there's a lot missing in a lot of modern construction or contemporary construction, whatever you want to call it. What the stuff that's built now versus the <laughs> stuff that was built a hundred years ago or 150 years yeah. ago. I mean, it's just. That's I do. That's one thing I just love about houses. I just love that you can see that somebody crafted this thing in, in yes. places. And even, you know, I live in a not very remarkable house, but it was it was made for it was a, it's a Dutch colonial, which I don't like to admit. Okay, yeah. I mean, who would think? Yeah. Would, is that the the type of house I was thinking I was going to live in in architecture school? No, but I'm married to an architect, and I think we couldn't agree on building our house together for sure. So. <laughs> So we have to live in this. So we have to adopt a, um, a condemned house. It happens to be a Dutch colonial. But it was built for for these two brothers who I for a long time hoped was really gay men in the 20s. But I think they actually were brothers. But um, but you can tell that somebody actually made this house, which I really appreciate. You know, so there's yeah. that. It's kind of yeah. missing. So it's sad when I think it's kind of sad when people want to tear out a lot of the traditional elements of, of a yeah. house. I'll show you my great grandparents' house. My great grandparents built a house uh, in the late 1800s in Dormont, and it's and it's kind of Dutch colonial because a lot of those are Dutch colonial. But it's like a really big one. We had a smaller, we had a smaller one, but theirs was like a really big one. Right, that's kind of like shingle stylish, right? It's just a gambrel roof in the end, and with some overhangs and things. Right. I, I mean, there's like, yeah, I think, I think I'll, I, yeah, I think it's, I think it's, yeah. mine's I'll, I'll, not, send, I'll send it to you. Yeah. Mine's not, you know, it's like when you make a good friend and after a while you get to know the friend and you think that they're beautiful, but really objectively <laughs> not so beautiful. <laughs> I think of it that way. My house that well, yeah. yeah, no, ours was literally, we, we thought this was going to be the five year house. Right. And then we, and one of the reasons why we liked it, we had looked at it and then we were like, oh no, we don't want to pay that much money for it because I won't even tell people how much it was because it was, it was ridiculous with what, it, with what it costs right now. But, um, it, you know, so it's like, I don't, you know, I try not to tell the people, you know, any of our neighbors that have bought on either side of us. I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to tell them how much we paid for this. Because <laughs> you know, They're just going to be crying every night. Um, <laughs> But we liked it because there were red oak floors and the, the original wood windows, which mm -hmm. are, you know, double hung windows, which of course some of them, you know, aren't opening very because they're, you know, they're on their way to break, they're sticking and everything. 
you know, one of the glass fell out of the kid's bathroom and they didn't even tell us. And so I bought the glass and then the one kid keeps saying, oh, I'm going to put the glass in. I'm going to put the glass in, but it isn't. So it's, it's just open in the bathroom. Um, <laughs> is there a so screen at least? Maybe you guys don't have screens in San Diego. No, there is a, there is a screen. Yeah. All right. there is Somebody a screen need glass for you guys are in California. Yes, I wouldn't bother. <laughs> well, it gets cold in <laughs> And it's, it's as far as security, it's not really very well, secure. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, that was like one of the, and we have plaster walls, you know, but of course in the addition, you know, it's, it's chipboard and, um, people don't do plaster out there as much. Well, um, it would have been more expensive and, you know, at the point, and, and I mean, we couldn't, we were trying to get stuff done and we were actually doing, you know, finishing it during COVID. So oh, it was, wow. it was kind of, we just had to get stuff done. And I mean, I don't have siding on my house right now, which had I done it, you know, like several months ago now, it would have been a lot better financially because the, you know, now it's twice as much, even for like Hardy's siding which is what we're gonna it's board and batten so we're doing like board and batten hard and hard um party siding and you know it's it's like 30 3200 for like for what is it the 80 80 feet because we have to go we have to buy 10 foot (laughs) we have to buy 10 foot yeah what do you have on there you say there's no siding but what what is on there just be Okay. We, we sheathed all the way around. It's structural. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, it's structural. It's all the way around. Yeah. Yeah. All right. well. yeah. No, no, no. It, it is all the way. There is something. And there's doors and windows in there, but no. And then, of course, I had to go over the detail with, um, you know, with the contractor who liked it. And I said, okay, I want very minimum. You know, I said, he goes, well, typically what I would do is trim. I'm like, no, no, no. I don't want trim like that. I want a super narrow piece of trim with the board and batten around it. I said, so I want you to dye the board and batten into just this narrow, like one by trim, you know, so that you can't even see it. And then I'm going to paint it all the same color. So it's really, you know, it's, you know, so he was like, okay, I, he goes, I get, I guess I can do that. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, that's what I want. Yeah. So they're going to, they're going to put it, he ordered it and then they're going to, you know, they're going to put it in, in a couple weeks. Well, it is pretty crazy how um, material costs have go- are going up so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, these doors, right? I said, you know, I said, I got TM Cobb doors. I said the two, you know, a pair of 2.0 by 6.8 doors a year ago, um, it was $1,200. Then I got two of the 3.0 by 6.8 ones to put in the addition. And then each one of those was also $1,200, you know? So it's like, mm. it's like when I'm, when I'm going over, you know, things with, with clients now, I said, I can tell you exactly what that door is going to cost. Cause I just bought one for my own house. And I, and then we put in, um, five, like four super cheap vinyl windows on the backside that I can't see. The white yeah. windows. Yes. White windows. <laughs> <laughs> Double ones because they were like so cheap and I just couldn't, you know, it's like I even the quote from Marvin, you know, I mean, they gave me a good quote, but I'm like, yeah, I can't even afford that for my own. And we had to finish it up. Right. It's like I couldn't wait a while to see if, you know, and then, um, yeah, 
and then one milk. And then you got one expensive one, I'm guessing. You got four of the white ones. You were saying you got five windows total and four of them were really cheap. I got got four super cheap. And Catherine, I mean, this is this is all cheap. When I found out, I was like, oh my God. I said, I just can't, like, I, I just have to do that. And then we'll just put in, we'll probably put in the ones that we took out, but I can't do that for title 24 for the addition so it's yeah. like <laughs> and then I'll get that well hopefully no one will listen to this podcast and no it'll be good I mean it'll be fine right after we get final right they're not going to come back to us but anyway these these white windows they're for a three by five single hung 150 dollars what that is really yeah that is really cheap at home. Yeah. At home Depot. And then one of them had a ding in it and my brother had already brought it out to the, you know, I mean, he was standing in line. He goes, Oh, this is a, there's a ding on this one. He goes, we'll have to take it back. And the guy goes, I'll knock $40 off. And my brother's like, okay. <laughs> so we got one of them for 110. And then the other one was a three by three um, of another product but also a white window but that one's in the shower so that one is that one was three hundred dollars because that's a square casement and then Mm. well you do need it to be white in the shower you can't have a wooden (laughs) (laughs) well okay so um you have any final any final advice for anybody hire i if this is what i've heard so far hire a professional Yes, you can, definitely. You can yes. Spend yeah. the money on a professional because they'll save you more money than that. Or, yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely send more, um, spend more. Um, I would, I know a lot of times um, people want to shop around for other consultants. I would not recommend doing that. I would. Um, other consultants uh, like what? Um, like a, you know, like some people are like, well, I got this structural engineer and he said that he can do it for less, you know, instead of using the structural engineer that the architect typically use, or, oh, I got a title 24 person and they can do it for less, you know? And the other thing that I think that clients should know is that we all talk. (laughs) So that's true. We all talk. So if if I'm going to go and talk to some, like I just talked to somebody recently and they, they had bid a project, right. They'd given a proposal and they didn't have all the drawings. So they were a lot less than my consultant, but it was because they did not have all the drawings and they didn't know that it was a two story house and not a one story house. Mm. So now it, it's very clear to me why they were so much less, but the client was thinking, oh, they're so much less because they're less and they're not. Now yeah, it's yeah. like, you know, and so then when I talked to the consultant, they were like, oh, I, I didn't realize that. But now they're kind of already stuck, stuck in there. They're uh, stuck doing it. Yeah. Yeah. They're stuck. <laughs> so. Well, I, I probably shouldn't be talking about this, but. Yeah, probably shouldn't be talking about this, but I had a client who a year ago got maybe five different estimates, which was already a lot, five different estimates from contractors that were between 150 to 170,000 for the project. Uh-huh. And then after COVID, you know, kind of like, oh, well, really, I don't know if we're going to do it. And then Yeah. Um 
someone recently told her he could do it for a hundred thousand. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I just don't know what to, I don't really know what to do because I have said a couple times that as even from now, since last year, things have gone up so, so much. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. Even lumber's yeah. gone up at least. 50%. Oh my gosh. Incredibly. Yeah. So yeah. There's just no way that if there were five other people on other companies, basically who were saying it's going to, there's no way it's going to be a third of the cost. No, no, there isn't. And I mean, even these people that I'm working with, you know, right now on a project, you know, I mean, he's like saying, oh, well, my brother's a framer. And I'm like, well, do you own a forest and a gypsum mine? Because unless you do, (laughs) (laughs) unless you do, I said, you're still going to have to pay for materials for this. And you're just not, you know, it's like, you just can't do it. Because labor costs are very small compared to in materials everybody's getting their materials from the same thing it's not like all of a sudden you can buy you can't buy the same product from somebody else and it's going to be one time somebody was super low on it and i looked through you know and and i mean have your architect look over people's bids and then have everything apples to apples instead of apples to oranges you know it's like you might you might have like three bids and then you know i looked at one person's bid and i said like they they didn't include any windows I said, that's the reason why they're so much lower, you know? And so I asked the client who were friends of mine, I said, do you want me to like go back back to him or do you want to go back to him and say, hey, you, you didn't include the windows. And my client was like, no, if they didn't include the windows on this, then we don't want to work with them. Right. Good point. I mean, that's a big oversight. And one might wonder if that was intentional just not including something that's yeah. such a big oh yeah exactly yeah i mean you always have to like look at these like what is included and what is an extra you know it's like what is what's on a, an allowance what is you know it's like oh they're saying that they can do the kitchen for this much but it doesn't include the cabinets or the appliances or the finishes yeah i know i had i had this other woman call me recently around here anyway most of the the contractors i work with say they haven't seen a bathroom come in under 30,000 just a regular family bathroom you know for many years and so yeah. someone called me up and she said um well i just was told $10,000 for this bathroom like okay yeah. well it wasn't my client yeah. so she's just calling me to tell me like that's i just don't i don't know how that's possible i don't know how it's possible um, I, you can, but, I probably did. I mean, I probably did mine for, yeah. But the thing is, is that we tiled it ourselves, Catherine. I mean, right. I bought Dow tile. It's like, I bought the cheapest toilet. One of my friends works for Kohler and he was like, oh, and I said, yeah, it's between like this toilet and this toilet. And he goes, oh, you're not going to get the Kohler toilet. And I said, I said, are you going to give me a break on the Kohler toilet? And he said, no. And I said, okay, you know what? I will get the Kohler toilet. I said, but this is the toilet that I'm going to get. And he goes, well, I got this toilet. And I said, you know, that's an $800 toilet. <laughs> I said, this was under 200. I said, I'll get the under 200 Kohler toilet for my own, you know, bathroom. I said, but I said, I just want to let you know, you have an $800 toilet. And he said, oh, I guess, I guess the company did give me a good deal. <laughs> it. I mean, his personal toilet was an $800 toilet. He didn't realize it. He didn't realize it. He yeah. he bought it. He bought it from the company, right, that he works for. But he didn't realize, like, how good of a deal he had gotten on that toilet. He was uh, thinking, like, oh, but, you know, but it was a good deal because 
it was, you know, I was saying, okay, that, that toilet is this much in the, you know, in the store and you got it for this much, you know, so it's like, you know, I mean, he probably got his toilet for the same amount that I got my toilet for at, you know, the big, the big box construction store. Yeah. Well, and don't think that women architects are cheaper than other people. They should be paid as well as that's the other that's another thing that people like, oh, I, I thought you're going to be cheaper because you're a woman. No, I that's think that, that's, I think that is yeah. true. People do think that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or that we can listen. But I mean, we can listen, but we also have very valid uh, uh, concerns and professional um, expertise as far as what we can tell you also. Thank you very much. Oh, thank on. you, Catherine. It was thank. really fun to talk to you. It was great talking to you, too. Well, another big thank you to Michelle for coming on to the show. I really, really appreciate that. And I had fun uh, fun chatting about, um, about renovations. It's kind of funny to me how things are so similar across the country and probably the world in, in terms of just the dynamic of people changing their homes. And their homes are really important places to them and there's money involved and there are often two or more people involved and it can get pretty sticky. So it's good to think about ahead of time. And as always, this podcast is a production of my architecture firm, Demios Architects. That's uh, demiosarchitects.com. You can get some information on there and some downloads, my environmentally friendly guide. I also have an Ask an Architect Design helpline, which if you're looking for just a little bit of professional help, I am um, happy to do so for an hour over Zoom. So check out askanarchitect.live for more information on that service that I offer. And I appreciate you listening very much. If you have anything you would like to tell me, I've been getting emails lately, which is awesome. I really appreciate those. Uh, you can write to the house maven at talkinghomerenovations.com with suggestions for shows, questions you might have. And by the way, at one point, I think I said not to have shingles on the side of your dormers. I got an email about this. And what I meant was uh, asphalt roofing shingles on the side of the dormers. That is not a good look. And I'm not sure correct application of the, um, of the asphalt shingles. But mostly it just, well, not mostly, it just looks bad. It looks bad. And the shingles on the side of your dormers should be um, siding. Okay. So just to clarify that. And um, I appreciate the feedback. Anyway, I will see you in a couple weeks. Until then, take care. Bye.